Hello, my beautiful soul sister. You are going to love this episode. I have the amazing Regan Hillier here with me. Regan is a self-made multimillionaire, serial entrepreneur, success coach, Forbes contributor, thought leader who believes in the possibility of living an abundant life in all areas, in all ways. We talk about so many amazing things in this episode from manifestation to growing your spiritual business to plant medicine. And you guys, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know I love talking about plant medicine. So she shares just so much magic. And I've realized that apparently she's like a long lost soul sister because we do very similar things. And I resonate so deeply with everything that she is doing and sharing with the world. And I'm so excited for her to share her magic with you guys. You're going to get so much out of this episode. Make sure you go follow Regan, find her, check her links out in the show notes and all that good stuff. And if you love this episode, if you're loving the podcast, show some love, leave us a review on iTunes or come hit me up on Instagram at the spiritual boss, babe. All right. Without further ado, let's welcome Regan onto the show. Welcome to the spiritual boss, babe podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. All right, Regan, I'm so excited to have you on the show and for you to share your magic with everyone. Thank you so much for being here. Yay. Thank you, Stephanie. It's awesome to be here. Yeah. You are doing so many amazing things and I've listened to your podcast and watched a lot of your videos and I find it so inspiring the how you're really impacting so many people, sharing your message and helping people really step step into more abundance. And I know a lot of people probably ask like how like how your journey unfolded. And I would just honestly love to start there and and hear like what really led you to doing what you're doing now and then we'll open it up into a lot more. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. It's been such a evolutionary organic process. You know, I was never someone who sat down and went, I want to be a coach and create a coaching company. Like I yeah, I didn't even know that existed. I was on a path um really to please my parents, right? And to um, you know, go down the route of working really hard and, you know, having a job and I was studying to be an architect. And I had a moment at university where I just knew that I was creating a life that I wasn't going to be madly in love with. Right. And I, I went home and I started to Google, you know, how do I quit my nine to five job? Even though I didn't have one, I was looking to get out of it. And I came across an ebook that led me into 
personal development seminar. And then that's when my world really started opening up. And it was from there that I started investing in myself and my life started eventually changing and people started naturally coming to me and saying, you know, how are you doing this? How are you doing that? And I started just helping people for free and telling them what I was learning, what I'd started doing, what I'd stopped doing. And then they started coming back to me and thanking me and going, oh my gosh, Regan, you know, you've changed me so much. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, that's when I really felt the first, I guess, heartbeat of purpose. And I thought, well, maybe there's actually something in this around helping people create a life that they're madly in love with. Mm. And when you realize that spark of like purpose, was it like, was that like another journey in and of itself, like leading you to what you're doing now? Did you shift directions many times? Cause I know like a lot of people, they've dabbled into a bunch of things, entrepreneurial life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's been such a journey. You know, I started out initially working with people one-on-one and I basically built myself a job where I was on the phone for like eight hours a day, all day, every day. And I loved it, but I was so exhausted. And I thought to myself, okay, how can I actually, how can I leverage this and actually create some more space here? And so that's when I built an offline education company in Australia and New Zealand. And I started speaking and running events and and, um, you know, that was amazing. I grew that to about a million dollars a year. But, you know, again, I, I had to show up and I was I was still kind of working four or five days a week and having to show up and run all these events and talks. And then that's when I took myself to Bali for three weeks and I just went deeply within. And I started asking myself, you know, what's the next level? What's the next layer here? What gets to unlock? And that's when I really decided, okay, I want to impact millions of people and I want to do it through the internet. <laughs> And so as the business structure, you know, evolved and merged into that and I launched my online personal brand, all the modalities and the tools that I was using continued to evolve. Um, Like we were chatting off camera before about plant medicine, you know, that's something that came into my world about three years ago, for example, that wasn't there in the beginning. So many new things have have woven in and also some things have woven out as well. Mm, That's so, it's powerful and so inspiring to hear like, how things unfolded and the fact that you've grew a seven figure business, like from in in a year from doing that is like freaking crazy and amazing. And how do you think that, and I love that you brought up plant medicine again, because I was totally going to go there. (laughs) I started working with plant medicine like four years ago and Mm -hmm. it totally changed everything for me. As As you know, I'm sure. And so I'm curious, like, once you started really delving into that, do you feel like it like really opened you up even more to your next level and like what you're supposed to do in your business and your purpose? Hugely, hugely. I could sit here for days and share with you stories around what was unlocked, you know, during ceremony and working with sacred medicine. And there's been so much, you know, there was one piece of my business, for example, um, before I went to Peru, I think roughly two years ago, and I was ready to close it down and walk away from it. Okay. So I was running this, this three-day event called Be a Brand. And, you know, in the first year I went nuts on it. I ran 14 of them in one year, like, back to back. I was selling them out. I was going for it. And then I I got to a place where I just realized I was teaching it, but I wasn't madly in love with showing someone how to grow their Instagram following and like all the strategic things. Like I wanted to be talking about manifestation and magic and the inner game, right? But people still required the strategy. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I just, you know, I have to choose alignment. I'm going to shut it down. And then this little voice was like, just 
wait till after Peru, you know, just go to Peru, do the ceremonies. And if you're still sure of it after these two weeks, you know, then, then give yourself permission to do it. And I was asking in ceremony and I got shown very clearly not to walk away from that piece of my business and instead restructure it and build leadership around it and step out of it, but have other really powerful people come in and how to actually transition it from being really just me into building it into an academy, a school. And so now, you know, that be your brand, that brand itself has I think, you know, we've got 20 events this year, I think. The team run it 100%. It changes people's lives. And it feels so good that that gets to happen as everything shifted and grew and evolved without me having to be in there constantly. It's actually more powerful now I've stepped away from it. And so there's so many things like that, which just got unlocked. Because, you know, I really believe that when you work with sacred medicine, it's not... It's not showing you anything that you're not going to do anyway. You're going to do it anyway, right? But, you know, in five years or 10 years or 20 years, and I feel like it's just collapsing the timelines in those time periods and allowing you to see these parts of you that you're just not able to tap into in your layers of consciousness in that present moment. And so, yeah, hands down, it's been so powerful. Mm, I could talk about plant medicine like all day, seriously, too. (laughs) It's... That's amazing to hear. I mean, it's definitely unlocked a lot for me as well, like personal wise, like healing wise, and also like manifestation wise and understanding like what's really possible and like seeing the, 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 the codes, the field, the matrix of the way things work. Cause I've traveled very far. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just like so cool. Um, yeah. Man, I keep getting like goosebumps too when you say certain things, like because I feel that I kind of dealt with something similar where I I was turned off from the strategy side of things and wanting to delve more into the energy things. And mm. that's what you're doing more of now, right? With the like teaching people how to attract more abundance. Yes. Can you like share how you kind of help people do like really manifest. There's so many different ways people are teaching it. And it sounds like your way is pretty unique. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And you're right. There's lots of different pathways and lots of, lots of different tools available as well. And so, you know, if someone comes to me and says, Regan, like I want to manifest more abundance, right? I really believe it's not just a one fit answer where it's like, okay, here's the thing for you, right? It, it always is a conversation around like, okay, where are you at? What do you believe in? Um, you know, what are you calling in? Where's the gap? Right. And once we're clear on that, there's all these different tools available and it may be working with sacred medicine. It may be a journaling practice. It may be deep healing because it's all stored cellularly in their body or the distortion, right? Or, you know, it may be working with the abundance codes, which is a book that um, I've just co-written with my fiance, which is coming out actually in a few weeks time. Oh, and, so cool. Yeah. And these are 52 codes that we downloaded with new sacred geometry in order to activate dormant abundance codes that lie in your field. And so, yeah, I feel like there's many different tools and it's really about, um, you know, showing people what's available and also having them tune in, you know, what do they resonate with? Um, I know for me, plant medicine came into my reality. It must've been, you know, seven ish years ago. And I just wasn't ready. I was like, I don't feel it. <laughs> uh, it sounds horrible. I know I don't want to go to the jungle. <laughs> I was just like, no. <laughs> right. And then, 
you know, I got to a place where I was open and available and ready. And so people also get to tune in and go, yeah, this is the tool for me. Yeah, I would love to go down this pathway or maybe not this yet, but maybe in a year, yes. And so it's really a co-creation around where the person's at, you know. Mm, that's really that's really powerful. And you lead retreats to Peru as well, right? Yeah, yeah. We, um, Myself and my partner run a, a nine-day retreat called Releasing Into Abundance in Peru, which is really for entrepreneurs that want to open up into, into the next level. And we work with the medicine, but that's really about 20%. We use it as an activator. And then we do a lot of work around clearing and, and you know, breath ceremonies and activation and shifting things in your body and rewires and galactic coding and <laughs> so many fun things. Wow. We're, I'm taking... Um, my friend Cole, I think you were on her podcast as well. We're doing a group in Peru in September. Yay. Amazing. Yeah. Like so much, so much in common here. Um, it's powerful work. It's really powerful work. It is. It's needed. How did you spend, like when you were working with the plant medicine, did you spend like a lot of time, like in the jungle, like, I don't know, mentoring with the shaman? Like, I don't know. I'd like, I would love to hear more about like you know, cause it sounds like you've learned a lot from it. Um, did you spend time like learning from the shamans there? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely did. And, and just to be clear, even in our own events, we're not actually holding the ceremony or serving the medicine. We're still working with shamans from Peru and we have a huge team. So, you know, in an event of, of 22 people, we have, um, I think eight of the Peru team plus then like four or five extra of our coaching team in there as well. So there's a lot of people <laughs> holding space there. And yeah, we, we went really deep with, um, with the grandmothers and, and working with, um, you know, their lineage and and they're they're so divinely simple in the way that they work with the medicine and you know we can get so tripped up in this 3D reality of all these complicated healing tools and all these processes and meditations and then they just you know they scan you they read you and it's like okay this one thing clear ship boom you know like they're so refined they're so grounded they're so simple and you can literally when you work with these grandmothers because we work with all um female shamans as well mm. uh, can feel you can feel the lineage you can feel their great 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 grandmothers like there in the space present it's um it's powerful <laughs> wow do you guys only do like ayahuasca journeys or do you use any other type of medicine no yeah so we we work with aya and we also work with san pedro as well which is um yeah we believe a beautiful balance of opening up and expanding with the Aya, but then also grounding and being super present with the San Pedro. And for me, you know, the Aya has opened up the vision and it's kind of like, whoa, here's everything. <laughs> and then it's almost like the San Pedro has then got it in my body and in my field and actually locked it down and grounded it down. And then we have many people, um, you know, come back for a second, third, fourth, and even fifth time, right? <laughs> Which is amazing because um, we run them twice a year. And we have, um, we also work with a medicine called the Tree of Light for people who have some experience already and who really want to go deeper. Which um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's a, a luminescent tree in Peru, and it uh, basically glows in the dark. Wow. Yeah, the grandmothers ceremonially catch the water, which drips from the inside of the tree over years and years and years, and they catch that water, and that's what you drink, and it literally codes your whole system mm. with a higher light frequency, and then you use microdoses of the ayahuasca to actually activate those light frequencies. So it's really intense, 
Um, but it's incredible. And it, it's about a two to three month actual nurture process, even after the ceremony is to actually keep everything in your field. Wow. When you say really intense, is it like, like a full blown journey, even though you're microdosing with the water? Yes. Wow. <laughs> It is. Yeah. It's, it's hands down the hardest thing I've done in my life. I I mean, the only way I can describe it from my experience, my very first ceremony um, where you have the tree of light and then later that night you have the ayahuasca to effectively activate it. And it felt like every single one of my cells was being torn open and scrubbed in order to create space to actually hold more light. I mean, it sounds like, Oh yay, more light. It was the most physically painful thing (laughs) I've ever been through in my life. But so rewarding and so opening. And it also means that anytime you have ayah after that, your ayah ceremonies aren't ayah ceremonies. They're visually different. They feel different. Your body is different because of the, the light coating. It, um, the only way I can describe it is it, it feels more galactic versus ayah is very earthy and, you know, yeah. <laughs> all of the, the emotions, right? This, this is, um, it's different. It's a different frequency. Yeah. Mm. Well, I know what I'm going to be Googling later. <laughs> yeah. There's not too much on it on Google. It's, um, yeah, I think it's, it's pretty kind of underground in Peru. It's definitely not mainstream. And there's only three of these trees left in the world, wow. right? So there's a lot of um, protection around it as well. Even us bringing people to Peru, the shamans have to do a soul check and check if they're like really ready for it. And Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, have, what if someone goes there with you, with your group and they're like not ready when they get the soul check? Oh, we do the soul check prior. So because we work across time and space, yeah, if someone is interested, we've got to check in with their team. We check in personally, we check in with ourselves, we check in with the medicine, we then check in with the Peru shamans and they do all their scanning and reading and then it's a yes or no. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That sounds really intense. Yes. Do you feel like um, your intuition and like ability to channel what's meant to come through is like skyrocketed since these experiences? Hugely. I feel like so much has opened up and um, that's why I feel it's so important, the the integration work to go hand in hand with the sacred medicine mm-hmm. work. I've seen a lot of other people have experiences and they're, um, they kind of get blown out too quickly, if that makes sense. And they have so much coming online that they can even feel like they're going a bit crazy, you know? And if you don't know how to ground that and do the work on that and actually fully embody that, um, yeah, it can be like, whoa, here's everything, but it doesn't actually integrate into your life, if that makes sense. Mm. So, uh, yeah, we're really, really big on like, yes, cool, you have this activator, but now here's your work and here's your practice and here's your daily commitment, you know, really, really tuning into that. Yeah. Yeah. The integration process is definitely the most important part because you could yeah. be integrating for like months. Yes, yes, exactly. And I feel honestly, like even after every trip to Peru and every layer of, um, you know, working with sacred medicines and ceremony, I I feel like even six months later, I'm like, oh, and something will happen in my reality. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's because of those ceremonies six months ago. You know, I'm still linking things up and, you know, working with Iboga, for example, I feel like it was like a year and a half later. And I'm like, that's still coming online from that, <laughs> you know, wow. so many layers. Yeah. I've never done Iboga. That I heard is like really intense. It is intense. Like way more intense than ayahuasca. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's definitely not a, a first time experience for people, but um, yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's basically a three day ceremony. And for, um, for the first 24 hours, you're 
pretty much paralyzed. You, you have no physical body. You're out of your physical body. You can't move. The second day, you start to come back and you've got some movement, although gently, <laughs> very gently. You're very gentle on yourself. And then the third day is is like, the only way I can describe it, it's total bliss. You're like a newborn baby. Your whole um, your whole neurological system, your taste buds, everything is completely reset. And that's why a lot of people um, who are like heroin addicts or something like that go through an aboga clinic or an aboga journey uh, because it completely resets you from the inside out. So literally 24 hours later, you can have zero addiction. You, you reset absolutely everything. I remember tasting a piece of fruit for the first time, a piece of mango after those three days. And like, I just almost couldn't even handle it just because I was like, wow, this is what food actually tastes like once everything's get, you know, reset in your body. <laughs> wow. Wow. That sounds really intense. Have you ever done Cambo? I have. Yeah. yeah. I haven't worked deeply with Cambo, but I, I have done a few ceremonies and, and done the clearings. Yeah. My partner has done it multiple times everywhere <laughs> so, uh, <body> <laughs> so did you meet your partner from the plant medicine work because you guys are doing a lot of this all together now yeah so we have an interesting story I had been coming into my life for years and years and years and I'd been in uh, full resistance basically right <laughs> going no I'm not ready for it I don't want to do that that sounds terrifying I was so scared right mm-hmm. Then um, we were, you know, just getting to know each other and he invited me to his training in Costa Rica. I had just come out of a very long-term relationship. I had a lot of stories playing around like, I need my space, I need my time, I'll be your friend, but that's it, right? (laughs) And he said, as a part of this, you know, huge training he was doing in the jungles in Costa Rica, he said, there's going to be one night where we do an ayahuasca ceremony. I'd love to have you. I was like, okay, I will only do it if you look after me, right? And we, we created this this pact. <laughs> he, and he had done, you know, hundreds of ceremonies over a 20-year period. And he was like, of course, you know, I've got your back. And so I agreed to go in. And so the first ceremony I did was with him and facilitated mm-hmm. his shamans in his space. And lots of amazing things happened over that ceremony. And I started asking about him because I could feel this deep soul connection. I just started asking, you know, show me, you know, who is he really? What is this relationship or not? I saw everything, Stephanie. I saw wow. every, every child together, every king and queen that we were, everything got laid out. Oh my God, goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. And and then after the ceremony, the next day, I was like, well, what am I going to do? I can't tell the man who's obsessed with me all these things, but then he's going to be like, let's go. And I'm not ready for that. <laughs> so I was like, there's no way I'm telling him. And so we sit down and he's like, hey, Regan, you know, how was your ceremony? And I said, you know, it was, it was great. I met my spirit animal and I saw this and there's that and blah, blah, blah. Right? <laughs> Didn't tell him anything. And I look up at him and he's like, hey, okay, that's great, but I need to tell you something. And I was like, what? And he said, look, this is what I saw. And boom, 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 boom. He laid out everything, which I had seen myself in Mm -hmm. that ceremony. And he looks up at me and I'm just bawling my eyes out. And I said to him, I'm like, what do we do now? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And so that's when everything opened up. That's when we saw the fusion of the work together. Um, that's when I really said yes to the relationship. And so it was literally birthed through that ceremony. Yeah. Wow. That's an amazing story. <laughs> amazing now. <laughs> yeah, man. Cause like now you guys are, that's, you have your abundance code book coming out. Like you're doing all of this, like you're basically infusing 
your like each of your gifts into this like like even more powerful mission that you're on it sounds like to me Yes, exactly. And it's been such a powerful journey with Define Union. It's actually been like one plus one equals 10, you know, and, and having the relationship really birthed from these ceremonies. And then also the abundance codes was birthed as well. It was through the, um, Iboga ceremony, the first mm-hmm. one that we did together. We did a private Iboga ceremony in Costa Rica. And that was when we started seeing all the geometries and downloading everything. And on the third day, when we were able to move, we were writing down the 52 cards and then we turned the page and, um, you know, a week later we were writing down the 52 limiters and then we realized they matched up and then they matched the geometries. We were both drawing, like all of this started coming through us, but it was facilitated through the sacred medicine. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man, this is like, like the coolest story ever. <laughs> It's a very behind the scenes story. You know, many people see the abundance codes and see the book and hear the mainstream version, but this is, this is really behind the scenes of how it happened and all the pieces. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. That's so amazing. It's like, well, clearly you guys came here to do this for a reason. It's been given to you to like channel it through your being. Right. Right. And we really believe that, you know, if we weren't open, if we weren't available, if we weren't you know, saying yes to actually creating the container and doing the book and, you know, putting in all the groundwork, we really believe it would have come through someone else. You know, it's, I feel like these cards didn't come from our mind. We didn't sit down and go, oh, what would be a great book to write? You know, Mm. it it came through and then it was up to us like, okay, what are you guys going to do with this now? You know? Mm. Yeah. That's so cool. All right. So do you have like, are you making a course or program on the abundance codes as well as the book or do you already have something like that? Yeah, definitely. So we, um, we put together the 52 day online course and we ran that a couple of months ago. And then there's another intake, um, starting in a few months for that. So it's so interesting, you know, when we received all the cards and we got shown it was a book, we were both in so much resistance. We were both working on individual books. I was like, I don't want to co-write a book. Like Spanish is your first language. I don't know how to do this. Like this is hard, you know? And so we agreed to do it. And then we got shown it was a course. And then we got shown that it was a deck of cards so people could actually receive the sacred geometries. Then we got shown that it's actually a full activation system through the five senses. So we developed um, essences, which flower essences, which you drop with the vibration under your tongue to absorb it through your taste. And then we have uh, this amazing sound healer, Elijah Ray, who channeled abundance codes frequencies to activate through your hearing. And then you have the the sight um, with the codes. So all of the senses are all coming in, mm. which is so beautiful. But um, yeah, it turned into this huge thing <laughs> that we never even envisioned in the beginning. We were just, you know, sitting there writing out 52 points and we didn't know what they were. <laughs> wow. And so this is like literally the baby phase of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's basically everything's launching right now as we speak, like the book comes out in a few weeks, the codes and the frequencies and the courses you can get online, but it's, everything is about to go out to the mainstream world, you know, in the next month, basically. Oh my gosh. So exciting. Well, I'll definitely put a link for that as well in the notes for everyone. Thank you, man. So I could take this conversation so many ways now. Um, (laughs) So like for people who aren't doing like the plant medicine, like what are some ways that they can really access that inner knowing, that inner power to be able to manifest easier? 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. So there's many different tools and I really encourage you if you're tuning into this, just to start asking yourself, you know, what tool resonates with me? Because I don't believe that there's just one way. It's not like you must journal (laughs) or you must meditate, right? It's really tuning into like, what's your flow? And you know, so my daily practice around manifestation looks different every day. Sometimes it's, it's journaling and it's writing out my reality as if it's already done. Sometimes it's, it's doing a piece of breath work and shifting my energy. Sometimes it's just being totally, totally still, right? Sometimes it's moving my body and exercising and like clearing my system just by shaking my body, right? So, you know, I really believe the message is you are your own guru and you are so powerful. And and this has been kind of the key for me over the last few years, which has clicked in where it's like, yeah, like you get to choose how you manifest, right? I think too many people put it outside of themselves and they're like, oh, this person said you've got to do these seven things in the morning or you're not going to be successful. And mm-hmm. I got so wrapped up in that and it works for a while but if you're anyone like me and you love variety and you really hate being told what to do and you're not good with routines it's only going to last so long (laughs) right until you rebel against it so I feel it's really tuning in and and asking yourself every single day the first thing I do when I wake up is I ask myself you know what is my soul desire right now what does my soul really need like what what medicine can I give my soul in this moment and then actually listening to that and following through on that Mm, so important to, I think like the, I guess like the core to that is really like feeling good. Like what helps me feel like feel because feelings, yeah. vibrations is what helps you manifest. Exactly. And we're designed to feel. And that's the thing. You can journal for five hours straight, but if you're not feeling what it feels like to receive what you're talking about, time wasted. You know, it's not about writing the perfect thing. You can journal for two minutes and get into a vibration of like, Oh, I'm so grateful. This is done. Yes. And that's more powerful than five hours of writing out things perfectly, but not actually being emotionally connected to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like how you manifest a lot faster. Quantum manifestation, like being it, feeling it. Exactly. Exactly. And there's been so many times in my life where my current reality was so far from what I was looking to manifest. Like I'm talking, you know, oh, I've got a dream to, you know, make a million dollars and impact millions of people. But if I look at my bank accounts in the red and I've got debt everywhere, right? So anyone would have told me that that gap was insane. But I I knew and I learned that well, it's not about what I do, but it is about who I get to be. And so I started asking myself, okay, like how does the millionaire version of Regan show up? How does she walk? How does she talk? What does she focus on? What does she say yes to? What does she say no to? How does she hold her body? How does she walk into a room? How does she shake someone's hand? Like I started just getting obsessed with like, well, if I already was living into that, if I had that money and that impact, how would I be being different? Right. And the more that I started embodying that, the more things started shifting in my reality. Things got easier, synchronicities, opportunities, people, money, all of it started showing up. But that's because I became the millionaire first. Too many people are waiting, going, well, when I have the money, when I have the relationship, when I have the body, then I'll own it. You get to own it right now. <laughs> yeah. You got to work from the be, do, have model. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I I tell people that all the time. Like once you really keep shifting into that, it's like, that's when like unexpected things even happen. It's just like some stuff doesn't even make logical sense. Yeah, I know. Totally illogical (laughs) most of the time. Yeah. How do you like, what would you say to, to, to people? Like, how do you, cause I know a lot of people struggle with that, like of 
I don't know if ignoring your current reality is the right way to put it, but like, how do you help people or what would you tell people to like shift to continue shifting into that identity, the new identity? Yeah, totally. And you're right. It's not about ignoring your reality because that's just negligent, right? But what we do want to do is we want to be super clear on where we're at and our current reality across the board in all areas of our life, but emotionally disconnected from it. So we're clear on it mentally. Mm -hmm. We're like very across it. We're like, this is a reality. Cool. But we're emotionally connected to the vision, the dream, what we're actually calling in. And the more you do that, the more you'll just close the gap. Because what most people do is they get clear on their current reality, but then they get emotionally attached to it. And then they have all the fears, all the limits, all the self-doubt, all the like, oh my God, why is it like that? And I'm worried about that. And, and then all they're doing is they're creating an emotional imprint in that now, where there's a new now every second, right? And they're imprinting it and actually creating a future based off a of past reality that isn't even real if you understand space and time, right? And so it's kind of crazy when you think about it. It's like we're creating a future based off a past that chances are we really don't actually necessarily love and we want something different. So the minute we break that cycle and we realize that, oh, every second is a new opportunity to be emotionally connected to my dream in every single moment, whilst being totally clear with where I'm at, then you start, you start bending the, the layers between dream and reality. And you'll start having, you know, what I call these little dream lapses where you'll be walking around throughout your day and you're so connected to your dream whilst being present in the present moment that you'll have these split seconds where you're not sure if your dream's a dream or a reality. Mm. And you'll have these little catches where your mind's like, wait, is that done? Oh, oh, no, no, I'm calling that in. Okay, cool, right. But it's almost like your system gets so connected to where you're going, you start dropping out the timelines, right? And then the next layer to that is you'll be so engrossed in it and walking and talking into it that you'll wake up and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I dreamt all of this. I manifested this. I created this. Like, I remember when this wasn't my reality, but now here it is, right? And it begins to bend and then you're calling in the next layer. So it's it's such a simple but fun process once you really get it. Yeah. And it's freaking fascinating too. Like the whole merging timelines thing, because that's basically what it is. It's like yeah. so fascinating how that is. And like having those moments of like looking back and saying, holy shit, like I was just like, it, you know, looking back, it's like, wow, this happened so quickly. And at the same time, for people listening too, like detach from the timeline also. Yes. That can get you stuck too. <laughs> totally. And your beliefs around time. Like if you have a belief that it's really hard to create a certain amount of money, then so it is. If you have a belief that something has to be created and it's going to take this long, then so it is, right? If you've got all these constructs around time and if time is a limitation, then so it is, right? And so the minute you start realizing that time's an illusion, it's totally malleable and we can play with it and any rules around time have been imprinted upon us and they're not ourselves truth and we can play with them. And the minute we do that, we're like, oh, well, time's actually on my side. When you start telling yourself things like there's always enough time, right? Or I instantly collapse time or my manifestations always show up earlier than I expect. The more you start speaking that and writing that, so it is, <laughs> right? And so, you know, I have so many things in my life where you can stack up some of the things that have happened and people are like, but how did you get all of that to happen in that time period? That's crazy. That's illogical. And I'm like, well, I just believed it would be true. And I acted from that place and I wasn't, I wasn't um, accepting anything other than that, you know? So it's a constant game of, of playing with time. 
Yeah. You raised your standards and you were being it. So then you took aligned action. Exactly. Exactly. And I love that you say raising your standards because it's really at the end of the day about, it's around what you're tolerating or not, right? Because people don't always get what they dream about, but they do get what they're tolerating. And if you're not sure what you're tolerating in your life, then you'll just need to look around your reality. And wherever you're at right now, in every area of your life, with your health, your wealth, your relationships, your lifestyle, all of it, right? It's like, cool, that's my minimum standard. That's simply what I've allowed, right? And so the minute we go, well, let me raise that and let me shift that and let me no longer tolerate that amount of money per month and instead raise it to here. Here's the minimum, here's the dream, but here's the minimum. The minute we start raising our tolerance, then everything begins to shift, right? Because you get into this place where anything less than that is just, you're unavailable to it. It's a non-negotiable, you know? And it's like when I talk to so many people who've created so much of, you know, their dream life, it's like ultimately they're like, well, I just wouldn't tolerate anything less than that. It's their minimum. (laughs) And they're always working towards the next layer of their dream. Yeah. And then it becomes like a new normal. I love how like you put all of that. And so like, um, you know, for people listening, you don't like, you can have the big vision, the big dream, the big income goal, whatever. And at the same time, it's okay to stretch to, you know, that next step first before you get to the big ass one. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it's so important. People require stepping stones. And you know, there's many people that create a big goal mm-hmm. and it's actually a self-sabotage pattern, you mm-hmm. know, because like, let's say someone's, let's just use money because it's so easy to measure. Let's say someone's doing 5k a month and then they want to say, I, I want to make now a million dollars a month, right? Now it's possible. It's totally possible. However, the vibration and the belief system required to jump in a month from 5k to a million dollars a month is is a lot of work, right? Energetically, that's a, that's a big jump. However, what their system can often be doing in this case is they set a goal so high and so almost unattainable that when it doesn't happen, their whole system goes, see, it's not possible. Mm. Stay where you're at. And it's a self-sabotage pattern to actually keep them in the same place and not actually moving forward versus going, okay, here's the big goal, million dollars a month. That's my dream. But my stepping stone is 10K next month and then 25 the next and then 50 and whatever the, the jumps are where it feels you should have an energy with these goals of feeling like, oh, that's big, but yes, I'm going to do it. Oh, that's a stretch, but I know that's possible. Oh, that's how do I, but yes, mm. right? It should have an energy of that, not like, ah, big goal. I don't know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Like it should stretch you, but also be able to like energetically get behind it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love that you said that. I, I used to do that in the past all the time. Uh, too. Yeah. <laughs> be like, I want to make this much. And like, yeah, it's, totally. I feel like a lot of people do that. And, um, like everyone's on their own journey as well, you know, like with this whole thing and anything is possible a hundred percent of the time. And, just like going with the flow and surrendering is like a huge part of it as well. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's like the part most people struggle with. Which is why sacred medicine can help because you can't even survive a ceremony if you don't at some point surrender and actually mm-hmm. just let be. And so I feel it's probably one of the key lessons across the board that people get out of working with sacred medicine is the power of surrender and trust and actually letting go and getting out of the way so that God's spirit source, the universe can actually work through you and co-create with you. Too many people 
block it by trying to figure out how do I make it happen instead of surrendering into it. It's a different manifestation energy. Yeah. You can't really control anything with the plant medicine. (laughs) I mean, you probably can, but you can try. I know with Cambo, I, that's like one of the big lessons I learned from Cambo was like, trusting myself and, and like, cause it's all body. It's like, okay, I know this is happening. I need yeah. to breathe through it and yes. just be here. Exactly. Exactly. So awesome, man. I feel like we covered so much stuff today and like, I want everyone to get your book. I'm about to get it too. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. It's so exciting. It's, um, I feel like it's not even a book. I need to download the name for what this thing actually is, but it's, it's like hardcover, like gold embossed, like full color pages of like new sacred geometry. It's kind of like a Bible, but I don't want to use that for religious terms. It's it's more than a workbook. It's more than a Bible. It's it's like your best friend that's going to grow with you because the codes aren't something that you just use once and activate. They they activate with you, you know? And so you go into these layers and then you go back and go, okay, let me revisit the purpose cards. Let me revisit the contribution cards because you've hit a layer and then you know there's a next layer of activation. So yeah, we're like two years roughly in now and we're still working with them each and every single day because they grow with you. It's it's so cool. <laughs> mm, that's so powerful. And it sounds like something that's like a journey in and of itself. It is. Yeah, definitely. It's not something that like... It doesn't sound like it's something that you just like look at and you get it. And it's like, it's a a journey in of itself. It really is. Yeah. So each of the cards have basically an explanation. So you understand what the code actually means and the title of it. And then you receive the, the new sacred geometry through your eyes, which open up your pineal gland through your optic nerve. And you start receiving all of this through your body. And you could sit there for, you know, hours in meditation with that or simply receive it over, you know, a minute. Right. And so then once you have that, you clear out the limiter and the limit is the peace in humanity, which is um, basically blocking the code coming through. It's the distortion that's been imprinted upon humanity. So you get awareness of the limiter, you clear that out. Then there's a physical activator. So this is the piece where you actually physically embody the code in your cells through movement, through breath, through lots of different tools. And then following that, there's a rewire, which basically rewires your energetic field to be in alignment with the vibration of the code. And then the last piece in the book is the manifestation accelerator, which is then what do you actually do now, (laughs) right? In your day for the rest of the day to continuously keep activating the code. And so there's 52 of those with that exact same process that you work through each day. Wow. It sounds really, really powerful. And it's like all of this stuff can be applied to so many areas of your life. Like all the stuff that we've been talking about through this and like abundance, like growing your business, calling in the love of your life, like just really getting into alignment fully with like everything that you're co-creating. Right. Because abundance is everything. You know, for me, abundance isn't just like, oh, make lots of money. Yeah, it's that. But it's also the contribution. It's the health. It's abundance of purpose. It's abundance mm-hmm. of spirituality and your connection with source. It's abundance in your health. It's your relationships. It's all of it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. So good. Well, is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience before we wrap it up? Uh, look, it's been such a beautiful conversation. I feel yeah. like it's been like so organic and so real and, and like so behind the scenes with people, which is so nice. You know, so many interviews 
they they kind of tend to stick on the surface. But I feel you're like, let's open the door for people, <laughs> you know? So that's been really beautiful. And to anyone listening, just know that you can have it all in your reality if you're really committed to showing up and doing the inner work. Totally, totally. Well, it has been awesome. Thank you so much for opening the door for us and like Yay. sharing all these magical things. It's so cool to hear. And it definitely gives people a deeper look at like everything that you're doing, who you are, what your your mission is and how you're able to help so many people. And it's really inspiring. It's really beautiful. And thank you for doing the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. No problem. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Thank you.